Well, hello there, and welcome to this Calvary Longview audio message. We're so glad you've chosen to take a moment to discover with us the truth that can be found in the Bible, and we pray that you'll be blessed by what you hear. Today, we have a guest speaker here to share with us an encouraging message about Jesus. We can't wait to get into God's Word, so crack open your Bible, grab your note-taking tools, and we'll get started. Thank you. 
your friends that you belong to Jesus, how would they feel? How would they react? And you hear these bold and just that kind of that. You know, being ashamed is something like, you know, you think about being ashamed is like, I'm ashamed that, uh, you know, people will hide their cars or whatever, you know, they get arrested, they get, you know, they get arrested, 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 and there were folks in the church that Timothy was pastoring that were kind of putting the shame of the very gospel that saved them. But that's not because of gospel sake, because of persecution sake. Because there were times that were becoming heavy upon them, and they were saying, you know what, um, we're just going to roll with this. Timothy said, Paul says, Timothy, don't be ashamed. And I'm telling you, this is time for the Christians to stand up. I think today, today is the same way, isn't it? That we need Christians that are going to stand up and be Christians. Not be afraid to speak the word of truth to anybody who wants to hear it. Not be afraid to go where our flag is going to be mounted, on which hill we're going to die on. But as far as the gospel is concerned, and as far as Jesus Christ is concerned, and as far as the church is concerned, those are three battles in heaven. The world might not see you as essential, but I don't think you're essential. That's why he That's why he purchased it. It's essential for men and women to have this part in continuing what Jesus had started by his death, burial, resurrection, and then as he met with the disciples and was seen for over 500 at one time, and he was baptized them with the power of the Holy Spirit to be a witness for them. And so you have this time here with Christians, it was time for them to stand up. Things are being difficult. There was this pressure. If you say this, you may be, you know, I went into a, uh, what was the incident? What was the incident? There was one day I was there. And eight months. And I go to the gym, and then, you know, I'm talking to these people about their critique, you know, what's going on, what's going on. And I think they thought that I was going to go to the gym, and they were going to go to the all their answers were passive. You know, I'm going to tell me just whatever it is. What is it? What's going on? So the persecution that he was a the government leader, some of the officers leader, swords to, you know, the, the heaviness that's coming upon them. You and I didn't do that. You and I are walking in boldness and walking in faith and trusting in the Lord. It's time for us to stand up, and I think that. You know, we have to be careful because when things don't go our way, right? The trouble bounce. What, what do we do? Where do we find ourselves in? We have grace still. We have love. We have faith. And don't be ashamed of the testimony of Jesus Christ. That testimony that given Jesus stands up for, it may have cost him his life. I don't know if it'll ever be good for you and I. But for you and I, it's, you know, life's difficulty. But we're still not to be ashamed, just like Timothy. We don't know where you are. You know, the, the pastor will be here. The pastor Timothy, you're encouraged to be there no matter what's going on. In this church, in the world around this church, the world is trying to destroy this church. And the testimony that you have to be ashamed of is the gospel. It's the only thing that can save that content that gives. Don't be ashamed of that. You know that day day thing of burning Bibles, burning flags, burning Bibles, burning crosses, wearing t-shirts to where it has the cross laid into a church receptacle. Making quotes today that Paul uh, Jesus goes back with his kill him again. So you and I, being on the on the part of we're gonna be Christians, we're gonna identify with Christ in the world that we live in. I'm glad you had a little bit, or maybe it started like that for Timothy and the people of Ephesus, the people of Rome. Before the fire started in the garden, before they were martyred, fed the lions. So they were to stand up. It was the gospel. It was the gospel that saved them. It was the gospel.
time, the Roman treasure goes and tries to kill Satan. So he didn't put up it. Paul himself wrote to Corinthians chapter 4 in the first letter, he said, And he did not persuade us to apostles left and made the day of death. For we have been made a spectacle and put on display to the world. Both the angels and the men. We are fools for Christ's sake, but you are wise in Christ. We are weak and we are strong. You are distinguished, but we are dishonored. In the present hour, we both hunger and thirst, in our, and we are born and bold as we can hope it. And we labor, working with our own hands, being reviled, being blessed, being persecuted, being adored, being debated, which we slander, being hated. We have been made as the filth of the world. The offspring of all things go down. So, really, I think it's a question that every Christian has to answer how far will we go? How far are we willing to go? Is this first piece of trouble being our way? Are we willing to suffer for the name of Christ? For Christ's sake? Remember, Paul said in Philippians, he said, It is not only a privilege to know him, it is such a privilege to know Jesus. I mean, it's a privilege, is it not? He says, not only for those who know him, but those who suffer for his name's sake. We like to go to them, we like to suffer for them. And so, this is what Paul is kind of sharing here with Timothy. He's like, you know, hey, don't be ashamed of the gospel or of me. And don't be afraid to share with me the suffering. Look, it might be some difficult times coming up. Peter Nero was on a rampage. And they were coming to ask you, Timothy, if you're going to trust in Christ and your allegiance to Jesus, what are you going to tell them? And they would ask you and I, and you're a Christian. Do we have Christ to live in our lives? You know what I'm saying? Are we safe enough? Are we able to really stand on that hill to do this? See, many of the Christians are able to be martyred for their faith. And this is an encouragement to be saying, you know what? Timothy, don't go there. And it should be an encouragement to us. We have no suffering. Nobody wants to go through something. But you're going to. Come on this side of Christ and you're going to walk with him and you're going to belong to him. You're going to part of your life with him. Because others here in Ephesus will look the other way and clearly he's out of you. They're going to hide him and recite him, turning their face. But Paul says, hey, you know what? Share with you. Share with you. And then he lost his view, Paul, but he got called to that. Share with you. See, rather than be ashamed of the gospel, Timothy must stand bold. Stand bold, stand strong, and make the choice whether or not you're going to suffer. Sometimes, you know, you can't even think of suffering right now as a physical affliction. But what if it was suffering for you got to tell a friend, I don't need that anymore? Well, why not? Well, because I'm going to walk with Christ. He's purchased my life. I'm not going to watch that anymore. I'm not going to hang out with you anymore. Well, why not? Because I'm going to go to the church. You want to hang out with people at the church? You can't go to the church. You can that phrase your thoughts. You can see your life, what it looks like, and your phone, and you can, you know, do the things that come up. Your friends just go down to find out who your friends really are. Have you ever heard that thing? Friend of mine, he's born in San Diego. And I, I just find, you know, I think it's not the same thing to see anybody else. But they only want to hear it. It's not what he wants to hear. And I tell people, hey, man, you don't want to come over to the church. Well, hey, you want to go over to this? We're going to go for our games. I would still bring a lot more of that. And I would wear my uniform to church. I'd go in the church. And then I'd go in the church. I'd go in the church. I'd go in the church. Hold him a heart step. And so, some people just don't want to suffer, but it's frankness, physical, hard, and different ways of suffering. And that's enough. Maybe I don't need anybody who really wants to sign up for his kind of painful 
point is we are yet without sin. He's been there. And he's been there that offers us the hope that we need during this time. The grace and the mercy that we need. And he's there to help us. That's my comfort that Jesus is there. All that I find comfort that he's been through those things that I just did. And even as he fled his great drops of blood in the garden, it wasn't because he was going to be given some type of an award for the most popular person in Jerusalem who was afraid of his feet to get nervous. But whenever it was Jesus in his agony, when he said, Father, if there be any other way for this cup of God's love, he was talking about the death, the earth in the mice upon himself. He said, the God's promise, let it be, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And so something came because the disciples lived for the gospel. Something came. They were beaten, they were put in prison, for preaching the name of Jesus. See, what did they do? They run. That form reminded now, Lord, look upon the threat. And grant me your service that with all boldness they may speak your word. By stretching out your hand to heal us, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of our Holy Spirit Jesus, that when they prayed, the place where they were assembled together was taken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And he spoke the word of God. There's a prime example of the apostles being told what not to do for the future for coming upon them, but presenting the truth. They didn't pray for safety, they didn't pray for comfort, they didn't pray for the persecution to stop it. What did they pray for? They prayed for boldness. Because something outweighed the persecution that they were in, and that was called the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Word of God. It was more important to them than the sufferings that they were going through that they would pray for the boldness to continue doing what God has called them to do. They wanted to keep going with the gospel. See, many women get saved. The gospel was important to them. So they're going through difficult times, they're going through hard times, but what do they do? They say, God give us the boldness to the midst of the persecution that we're going through. And that we might be faithful to you, to God's help. So we ask you to come to the Father. Would it bother you to be associated with somebody like Paul? He's been in prison. Or say, in church, that has gone through some difficult times. Or more faithful to those who have a clean image toward you. Whatever the case may be. You can imagine, again, Somebody asked him, Timothy, who is that? Who's your ministry? And people didn't think of that as well as that, you know, I'm associated with Paul. They were just like this thing, what is it that we do? We face it. People are saying to let other people know that they're doing services online. And that nothing changed. And he said, the word is going to be the word of Jesus. Well, the suffering for the sake of the gospel is to this, that is how it's displayed. That's what it says in verse 8. According to the power of God, they share with me in the suffering of the people for the gospel, according to the power of God. Because it was trials that so difficult, the people worked so hard, that God is there. It's like he told Paul the apostle, he said, you know what, I'm there. And my grace is sufficient for you. Paul was praying for the time. Lord, help this. I mean, I just can't help anymore. He says, my grace is sufficient. Paul, my grace. My grace is sufficient. You're going to do it my grace is sufficient. You see, when people look to you and say, why aren't you angry? Why aren't you bad? Why aren't you upset? Why aren't you losing the life? You know, why aren't you thinking? How come you're still saying? Because God's grace is sufficient. And in fact, the difficulty is always good. And remember that what he's done for us, and this is what Paul does to young Timothy, he says, listen, we're suffering. We have saved us. Oh, don't forget that. It's not this. Isn't that great? To know that God has saved us. Why do you need to 
We hope you've enjoyed spending this time in God's Word, and our prayer is that you'll take it with you and apply it to your life. If you'd like to learn more about Calvary Longview, visit our website at cclongview.com. While you're there, you can find more teachings, request prayer, or even find out how you can get involved with what God is doing in our city. We hope you have an amazing day. We'll see you back here next time, and remember, Jesus loves you, and so do we.